This is Ahead in Tech, career journeys of extraordinary people in tech and interviews that help you get ahead in your tech career. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. This week, I am with Troy Budd. Mr. Budd, good afternoon to you. Yes, it's just about afternoon. How are you today? Thank you. I am very good today. How are you? I'm great. Thanks, mate. Um, so, uh, Troy and I, we've known each other for a few years now, I guess. We worked together for, I don't know, I guess around four, five, six months, something like that. Uh, at the time, was I was coming out of a few years of really structured, really good engineering cultures and environments that were all designed to sort of make awesome engineers, you know, and, and then I'd, I'd left that permanent role as a senior and I moved to contracting and this was my first contract and I was working with Troy and Troy and I were working together on various projects over that time. And, you know, Troy didn't really come from the same background, um, but he was still like an awesome developer and I, I have so many good things to say about him. And he taught me so much about what developers can be like, you know, um, Troy, you know, you had awesome behaviors, your approach to like coding and problem solving was brilliant. Uh, you had a great passion and curiosity and you were just so eager to keep learning and consuming new things. And that's what we're going to be fo focusing about uh, today, as well as your career, of course. I, I want to understand, because uh, you didn't study this at university or anything. You, you went to something called the Google Developer Challenge Scholarship Program. Is that right? Yeah, so... Um... I guess it was something I found online, uh, just as I was starting to learn dev stuff. Uh, at this point, I kind of wasn't so sure what I wanted to learn. I kind of Googled, um, the most used languages, I guess, and, uh, JavaScript was at the top and then Python was below. And I guess I kind of looked at what they each did and decided that I think web development would be better for me personally, more interesting. Um, and then, yeah, I saw this opportunity come up. It was through something called Udacity as well. So I think it was Google sponsored your like, um, journey through Udacity and I just applied. Um, I think there was two, 200,000 people, uh, who applied and then that got narrowed down into 20,000 people, which then you had like a three month challenge course where you had to kind of go through it, work with mentors and complete. Uh, like a set of work, um, each they had like three modules and then you had to complete the end task at that. And then from that, they narrowed that down further to 2000 people. Um, and yeah, fortunate enough, I, I got into 2000 people and I feel like that was a big, that was really big, um, coming as a junior without any experience that really helped me along. And what motivated your, your move into coding then? It's a really hard one because, um, I guess I didn't really have a direction after I finished, uh, higher education, I did a HND in mechanical engineering. Um, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. And then I guess a lot of thinking I've always been quite passionate about computers, always been on the computer. So I thought coding, it sounds perfect. I mean, naturally use computers quite a lot. Um, Normally, if there's a problem, I will fix it for somebody. So I guess it was just quite natural that I progressed onto coding. And yeah, I think it was a great decision, really. It was definitely a great decision and a great decision for you. I mean, you definitely got the knack for engineering. Um, and were you then thinking, I mean, I guess you were a very young man at that time. You know, you're still a young man now. Were you thinking, well, this is going to be a good career for the future? 
all I was thinking about, I guess, when I first started is, is this something that I'm going to enjoy? Um, and I think as soon as I started it, I realized, yes, this is something I'm going to enjoy um, without even thinking about the career aspect of it. Um, and I guess if you enjoy something, you become better at it. I feel like if, if you don't really enjoy it, you're not going to put in the time to learn and spend extra time. And whereas if you enjoy it, yeah, you're going to progress a lot quicker, I guess. This is fan. This is great. This is exactly why I needed to have you on to have this conversation, you know, because I want to get into your mindset. You know, you've got the right kind of attitude for this, but it's like it wasn't baked into you. You know, no one's taught you this. You just are it. So now um, talk me broadly through your career moves. So, so, you know, you worked at like, I think you had, you've had three engineering roles leading up to this, your current one, uh, front end engineer at OVO, which you can tell me about later. Um, walk me through your your mindset like what puts you into that first role and then what propels you to the second and now your third yeah i guess um breaking into the dev market as a uh, dev whatever it's called workplace as a junior was pretty hard um i feel like i got quite lucky with my first place cherry um yeah it was it was a great little company just just to get down into london and kind of dip dip my feet in the water um, and then I thought that that got me super energized to learn. So I guess from there, after six months, I kind of felt like it was coming to a bit of an end. I wasn't working on anything interesting. I wasn't learning much. So then I moved to a company called Dennis Advertising or Publishing, sorry, um, which is yeah quite a, a much bigger company than the first company. Um, and that had a great tech stack with React and GraphQL at the time. Um, and I guess what I realized at that company is, although I'm a web developer, I don't really enjoy static sites. Um, I guess the thing, the thing that interests me more is kind of like apps and uh, developing interesting features, not just a, a, a static site with content and, and navs and stuff, more kind of developing a product on the web. Um, so I guess after, after six months of that, I realized, okay, this is what I want to look for. Found my current company Ovo and yeah, it's been great from there. I'd say. Yeah. Tell me about Ovo. Cause I hear good things about it from you as well as other people. And I hear, you know, they've got a really good engineering culture. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is the first big, uh, tech company I've been at and I'd say, yeah, it's so different to everything else. Um, got a huge, huge dev presence, you've got front end channels. Um, we literally have like front end events each week where people present stuff. Um, lots of different dev teams, a lot of communication between the two, uh, between everybody. Um, and I guess, yeah, it's just a lot of really interesting problems to solve. And it must be in contrast to your previous two roles, it must be quite structured and they're very well oiled and experienced at raising, uh, engineers. Yeah, exactly. I think that's one of the biggest benefits is there's quite a rigid structure in place. So you can see the next level progression. Um, the career progression is really good. You can see what you need to do to get to the next level, which I feel like sometimes in the company, it doesn't have a structure. It's, it's quite hard to know how do I progress? Um, you can be doing the same sort of stuff all the time and not feel like you're getting anywhere. Whereas I guess when you have a, a structure in place, you kind of know, okay, this is what I need to be doing to achieve that. And then you can set goals and aim to be there, I guess. I guess progression, then it sounds like is an important thing to you. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like, um, I don't know, I feel like most devs are like this, but I guess I don't really like it when you're stale for a while. I feel like, you, at least personally, I like to always be learning, at least knowing that you're getting better. So I want to know that this point this year, I'm much better than I was last year. And yeah, that's, that's huge, I'd say. What is your view on promotions then? Are you, you're like a mid-level engineer now? Or are you senior now? Uh, they have kind of like S-band. So I'm S3. Um, I guess it's kind of like mid-senior. And do you have promotions on your horizon? Is this something you're actively working towards? Is Are you happy with, with your progress? Yes, actually I've just been promoted kind of a month ago. Um, and that oh, congratulations. Was, thank you. That was an interesting experience. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess I'm already looking towards the next level. Because um, I feel like if, if you're not looking towards the next level now, I could waste a whole year and not and not make any progress on what I need to do. Um, so yeah, I've already looked at what I need to do. And I guess that ties in with everything I do now is trying to achieve the next level, I guess. So everything I do, I can tie what I need to do in with what I'm doing. That's a great outlook. Uh, and it's exactly where, you know, you should be, where your head should be, you know, because you need to, you're working, you know, for a career, for, for betterment, right? You want to keep climbing the ladder, right? And you need to be clear on what you need to do. Yeah, for sure. But so now at this stage, are you mentoring others or you have uh, greater responsibilities in terms of the tech stack? Um, well, what is good about OVO is teams are kind of left to decide their own things. There's not really an, an overwatcher kind of telling you what to do. So although I've been promoted to the next level, I'm still kind of doing very similar things. So, um, if you want to be, you can be including everything from the start. So the design of the product or new feature to the end of like testing and, and thinking about user feedback and stuff. So that's something that's, uh, basically we all do, uh, in my team. So we're all covering quite a few bases, even though we're only developers, we're still thinking about other things. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, now my experience and what I think most people's experience will be with, uh, is with promotions comes, um, a creeping amount of, um, imposter syndrome. Do you ha have you in your career ever felt like an imposter it, through the years? Has it changed and how? Uh, yeah, I feel like there's always that, there's always that feeling of like, do I really know enough? Um, and like, yeah, am I really, for example, coming on this podcast kind of feels to me like, what have I got to bring? I'm only uh, a developer. I don't think I'm like amazing. I don't think, yes, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a bit of self-doubt, isn't it? Where you kind of don't really trust yourself, I guess. Um, and you know, I've, I think that that definitely happens to me, but I have, I do know that it's, it's fairly natural and I've read quite a few other developers who get the same thing. So. Yeah, I guess it's just kind of something to deal with. You just basically deal with it. Yeah. You know, it's coming, it happens and you deal with it. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, you make it sound so simple. <laughs> Cause you know, I never really felt those feelings until I became a senior. It was only at that point that I, I felt the pressure and I was like, oh, wow, you know, now I've really got to step up my game and do I know enough, you know, am I doing enough? Yeah. I, I mean, I, there's definitely parts. So obviously I've specialized in front end. But now I feel like I need to have a much better understanding of backend 
Um, and these are things I felt pressure and these are things, but I guess the good thing about feeling the pressure is, you know, your weaknesses and, and what points you can address. Um, and this is something I'm going to focus on going forward. One of your many strengths is your, your passion and your enthusiasm for coding. So how do you keep it up and how has it changed over the years? Yeah, I guess this is, um, quite a hard one because I know at the start of my career, I was so passionate, super, super passionate. I mean, I'd wake up in the morning, I'd do uh, a course on coding. I'd come into work, do eight hours a day coding, go home, maybe do a bit more of a course or a bit more coding. Um, and I know after maybe, I, I guess looking back at it now, maybe that was because I wasn't super satisfied at work. I remember when I was um, working with you, you mentioned that at that was like a, a, a big factor. And I think looking back now, that was probably something I wasn't too satisfied and I wanted to be doing these other things outside of work. Um, but I guess when you, when you work on it eight hours a day, every day for, for years, I guess the passion slowly, slowly goes down. Um, I mean, although I still enjoy, I love coding. I, I couldn't imagine myself nowadays waking up and doing a course and then coming into work and and coding and then more at home. Cause you, you would um, always think... be talking about the podcast you were listening to the, the latest video, the book that you read or the, the blogs that you that I should be reading and the meetups you're going to, you know, I don't know where you found the energy. <laughs> That's the thing, I guess it's so exciting. You just, you just feed off it all. And yeah, I, I feel like, um, with co co Corona over the past year, um, that has definitely impacted it a bit. You, it, it being at working at from home five days a week, um, not getting all the interaction. I feel like that definitely, definitely brings it down a little bit. Um, not being able to go to meetups or anything like that. Yeah, definitely impacts it. Um, but yeah, I guess as long as you still enjoy it, then it's never going to go really. But so you were saying to me, um, that you feel like your passion is waning slightly and I guess you're attributing it somewhat to the lockdowns, but how are you like actively trying to combat that? Are you like doing things to keep you more in the game or are you, or, or are you happy with, with your changing attitude? Yeah, I guess, I guess I see it as fatigue. Um, I guess it's like fatigue slowly building up over the years. Um, and I guess a, a lot more over the pandemic. Um, and I guess one great thing, I, I don't really feel like I'm missing out too much. Um, one great thing we have at over is we have, uh, what's it called a 10% day. So every two weeks on a Friday, depends what team you're on, but every, every, uh, second Friday, you get to basically do whatever you want. So if you want to learn about something called, or take a course, you can do that. Um, so I guess spending eight hours or 16 hours a month on that sort of thing also helps me feel like I don't need to be spending all my time outside of work, um, learning about other things. What, what cool things are there to be learning about right now? I guess there's quite a few. We've recently started using react query, which, uh, we moved from RxJS and Redux and yeah, react query has been amazing. So simple. Um, in terms of other things, I guess I'm, I'm start, I, I, as I said, I want to learn, I haven't really been keeping up too much in the front end stuff. I guess I'm happy with react TypeScript, react query, um, 
as I said, now I want to move on to AWS and um, we, I just want to understand stuff like that. Like we use Kafka, which I don't really know anything about um, and stuff like that, really. It's really interesting to hear about React Query. Um, I'm definitely going to have to check that out. Oh yeah, it's, it's great. Really good. It, it fits perfectly in with React, I guess. Um, and just, I mean, we basically switched over and RxJS and Redux was so much boilerplate. I think I removed about 15,000 lines of code. And I guess the, the replacement with React Query is probably less than 300 or something like that. Yeah, really good. That sounds great. Now, so you, you, you mentioned the, the lockdowns and the, the pandemic, um, and it sounds like it, it has, a, it has affected you. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely say, I guess there's been benefits and bad things, I guess, because the benefit is working from home now it's been widely adopted. Um, and I personally can't imagine going into the office five days a week anymore. It's just getting rid of the commute and all that stuff. You're so much better. But I guess it's how to manage being indoors five days a week. Obviously you can go out and stuff, but it's not the same as having human interaction every day and being surrounded by other people who you can kind of feed off and bounce off together. And um, I think that's, that's the main thing that suffered. But then I guess there's that balance of like, I don't want to go into the office because the commute's horrible, but then I also want to go in because it's like you get to work with people. So I guess there's, it's still about trying to find that balance, which I don't think I've fully found yet. Okay. Uh, and I mean, basically everyone's in the same sort of situation, you know, very few people say uh, anything too different to what you're saying. And uh, are there things that uh, you, you folks are doing there to, to tackle these problems? Are there things you're doing personally? Because I know you were very outdoorsy and very energetic person and you love, you love interaction with people, yeah. right? Yeah, I guess, I guess I still keep uh, my personal stuff up, like going outside during the pandemic. I mean, I made sure I went for a walk every day and that was a huge huge thing which boosted uh my mind state for sure um i find if i don't go out for a while that it can really start getting affected um but i guess as a over hasn't said anything about coming back to the office more of like a team decision so i think we're going to start doing maybe once a month see how everyone feels and then maybe start a, a bit more i guess um but yeah it, it's that balance isn't it like i can go into the office every day if i want but i guess i choose not to well, our lives are so much nicer not having to commute, but then, yeah, really, really sucks to, to miss those, you know, um, intimate moments with our teammates, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the main thing I think. And it's so much easier, right? To communicate, you can just go up to someone, speak to them instead of maybe having to drop a Slack message. Um, and yeah, speaking in real life is obviously a lot better than over a screen, I guess. And the social aspect of it as well, because there were so many social things going on, you know, in engineering teams, right? And then in all these companies in London, right? Have you, have, have you replaced any of those with like virtual events? Uh, yeah, we, we started replacing them. Um, with, we do like every Friday, we'd do like a fun day where we'd maybe uh, play games as a team or something. But I guess um, it's just not the same, I, I think. It's, it's not the same as being in person, maybe going to the pub after work, having a few beers. It's just, I don't think there's anything at the moment that we found that's filled that gap. So then for you, basically that has to happen again at some point, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I went into the office a couple of weeks ago and it, it is so nice um, just to be back in, although there's not many people in it, it definitely, you get a different kind of energy, I guess. Okay. Fantastic. Well, I, I'm sure you'll find a, a nice balance there and I'm very happy for you. You know, you're a great, uh, you're a great developer and you've, you've landed at a really fantastic company and I'm sure you've got a fantastic uh, career ahead of you. Yeah. I mean, I would attribute a lot of this to, to you though. I feel like um, working at Cherry and when <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I guess you mentored me quite a lot and we was working on such an interesting project, which I feel like without that, I probably wouldn't be at the level I am now. Um, cause that definitely, you definitely excelled me from, I guess I didn't really know react to in four months. I was kind of like pretty, pretty good at react after that. So that really helped me out. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. Uh, I really appreciate it. And, uh, it was one of the memorable, um, periods in my life as well. And I, I always mention you and the experiences we shared, you know, to, to other people who I speak with, you know, um, but, you know, you, you had it in you, you know, it's not just the, I want to learn react. It's like, you know, I want to learn the best practices. And, you know, like we introduced sprints and like, you know, uh, we pointed up tickets and we gave people estimates, you know, and we did retros, if you remember, you know, we did so much and you were, you were very keen on those things. Whereas not everyone else was, you know, it was, it's in you. Yes. It's hard, isn't it? Cause I guess that's just like, naturally that's, I want to be want to think of everything in the best way like you want to do everything the right way um which i guess yeah maybe everybody doesn't think that way but where you are probably sometime in the future you know your your fatigue uh, and your perhaps your boredom or lack of stimulation is going to set in and then you know you'll want to be a founder and you'll want to do a startup you know um so i'm i'm sure we're gonna uh, see your name in in lights at some point in the future Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny actually, because before I become a coder, I've always wanted to have my own business and it will happen one day. I'm just waiting for the right moment. I guess I'm not waiting for the right moment. I'm just waiting. I don't even know what I'm waiting for really. I'm guess I'd need to go for it at a point. Go for it, man. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you've got the ideas and I know you've got a lot of ideas and you're very entrepreneurial as well, you know, you should go for it. Maybe I will one day. Okay. Awesome. Let me know when that happens and make sure I get a nice little share of that pie. Awesome, Troy. Thank you so much. This has been brilliant. Um, I really appreciate your, your time. Uh, but before I let you go, I need the joke of the show. Okay. So, um, why do spiders make excellent developers? Uh, why do spiders make excellent developers? Because they're great at debugging. They're great at debugging. <laughs> okay. Nice one, Troy. Thank you very much. Perfectly suitable joke. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all folks more info links and everything else can be found on aheadintech.com thank you and please subscribe 